Raindrops still falling on my car. Perhaps they'll make this intro something that's subpar. But going with this bit, cause I'm never gonna stop the rain while I'm talking. Because I'm at a park sitting alone in the lot. That's true. Uh, that dropped steadily uh, towards the end there. But I am sitting uh, in the rain looking out the windshield at an empty tennis court like the saddest man in a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, welcome to part two. I hope you've watched Monrovia, Indiana as per instructed and enjoyed it. You're welcome. Life change. Uh, the Midwestern life change, we call it. Um, is there anything here? There's Game of Thrones spoilers again. Not that you deserve me to tell you that because the the jig is up, if you will. Around... Oh, this is before I cut the episode. Let's say around 39 minutes. And I don't even think there's a spoiler. I think it's just Casey kind of saying what he thought. Why am I saying this? Um, I think that's it. We love you. Uh, welcome to part two. Uh, if you haven't, that's why I'm introducing it. If you haven't listened to part one, we reference part one as per expected quite a bit. So go back, listen to part one. Watch Monrovia, Indiana, the documentary, and then listen to part two. Meg, take it away. This intro is great. Thought I was going somewhere else, didn't you? Practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. And yet everything has happened, Penny. The entire world has... There's aliens, there's UFOs. The craziest leader of the free world that's ever existed exists. Um, there's a, a maniac winning millions of dollars on Jeopardy because he's a degenerate gambler. Um, mm -hmm. What else is going on? Um, uh, superhero movies are getting bigger and bigger. Um, uh, what else? Uh, podcasts. And yet, among oh, go ahead. Um, amongst all this chaos, we sometimes we somehow find the beauty and the mundanity of of uh, I don't know, malls disappearing. This is find we find an hour to talk about malls. <laughs> This is Podvonia. Or about a documentary that no one has watched. We'll watch. I, I hope I hope it's a I hope it's a gusher now. Podrovia. Podcast <laughs> did you hear I was gonna say as far as things adapting and changing? I hate to say it, but you know, we're a dying breed. Podcasts are Podcasters? Oh yeah. No, not podcasters. But <laughs> podcasters that have independent verve and low audiences but fucking <laughs> do it for the for the love you prostitute because now you go on your podcast app and you're like i didn't ask for this i don't want to watch a podcast that's just a rehashing of the dateline from friday night i don't need a <laughs> podcast that has a multi-million dollar budget now 
I don't need to see a new version of a movie where your main character is a podcast. Podcasters have gone, I mean, corporate, but I mean, sometimes corporate's good. This This is not good. This is going the way of, there's no doubt in my mind that us and the literally, I would say millions of podcasters, not millions of podcasts, but probably people that are podcasting are slowly but surely getting pushed out by basically a cable Comcast-like system that everybody's going to now have to mm-hmm. subscribe to soon enough. iTunes is going away. They're becoming a the- mm-hmm. three-tiered platform for podcasts, movies, and music. And you're going to have to subscri- right. subscribe to all three if you want them. And yeah. just just wait. And to be a member, I'm sure we're going to have to start ponying up to old, you know, whoever the podcast lord of Apple is, you know. Uh, the cook timmy cook no one does it no one does it for the love of the pod anymore they don't they they get they'll have to be about something fat cats yeah what who said podcasts had to be about anything not monrovians who podcasts (laughs) i got something for you (laughs) please do uh monrovian problems dad problems uh we're chasing a fucking possum off of just now is that where you were uh, did yes. you get there? I love possums. Like, it's the size of oh, my yeah. fucking art desk. Uh, oh, and is huge. it dark where you're at right now? I guess I don't know what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not dark enough for a possum to, like, in this fucking thing, we were like, I think he climbs on the roofs. Like, like sure. Batman. Like a Batman villain. No, motherfucker gets a cup of coffee, puts a paper under his arm. Like, he walks up the fucking front uh. stairs like I do. I'll so send, just we like, have walks up the steps. Uh, we have um, possums on the property where I work at the winery, and they get into the garbage and get drunk and pass out in the trash cans. And so they're, they're literally like, oh, is this a dead? The first time I was like, is this a dead possum in this trash can? No, it's he's just sauced. And thing. so it's the daylight. So the best is when you turn it, like, I just let him, we don't kill him. I mean, I I don't. Um, yeah. Just turn the trash can over and let them off into the woods. But one, they're hung over. Two, it's daylight. They're not supposed to be out in the daylight. So there's nothing better than seeing their <laughs> ratty, gnarly teeth and crazy bite and their eyes just like, just, it is so oh, human. Gross. Just like, what the danger? <laughs> and then just scurry away. Uh, I love, I think pot, they're the most hideous beasts ever, but there's something just... Uh, adorable about oh, and them. They, they mean mug you. This guy's mean mugged me like I've been out on the porch before and had a broom and it was like, you can't, like, I have a little kid's pool out here. Like, it doesn't want to fuck around with the fucking kid's pool, but like our neighbors will leave trash on the fucking, <laughs> like, that's why it's there. And their trash is like half a bag of cat food. It was like, who throws away so in- much cat food? There's too We're, much food. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're in, in the a middle city. of I never saw possums in New York. You're in the middle of a city. That's a weird... Yeah, you got to be careful with that possum. Like, that's why, like, this motherfucker yeah, is hard exactly. as a coffin nail. Like, that's why I'm like, got to respect, got to respect, you know. Exactly. Like I love a the possum wire. that should, have, should be totally um, either aggressive or apprehensive about interacting with you, but it's totally just like... The fucking broom away from me. I'm not going to come at you, 
But I'm not running no, away. No, he does. He shit. It looked me in the eye, and I was like, I got a fucking broom, dude. And I'm talking to him like a fucking guy. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, he slinks back, and he just gives me this look of, of indifference. Oh, and it's the scariest horrifying. look. Like, it would be scary from, like, if there, of course, was a man on my porch, and I went, get the fuck off my porch, or I'm going to kill you. And if he gave me the same look, I'd be like, well, this is the Ted Bundy yeah. Ghostbuster Brigade, I guess. I live in Portland now, and I'm going to be ghost busted. But, like, he just had this look like, what are you going to do, you... do? Like, and I got closer, and he, like, sat back and was like. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of a look like. It's Checkmate, like, you, your you move. inside, dude. There's garbage. Out. What do you want? The fucking neighbor's garbage? Or can I have it? You piece of shit. You want my. Tr- this is mine. Can I. Let me eat this fucking avocado skin, you fucking douche. You it's want not it? like what I'm eating you your sun toast, eat you fucking Fuck you. elite hipster, you. <laughs> Get away from my sun toast. <laughs> my Monrovian. Dr- I just picture sun toast. It's a perfect, like. Almost, you know those hobos coming to like sniffing the pies on the windowsill, the toast sunning itself on the windowsill, and these bindle <laughs> holding hipsters coming up with their skinny jeans and <laughs> <laughs> floating on the floating, floating on, on the, the sense of irony smells of this sun toast. As I can, uh, you can actually taste the sun. Oh, I really Floating do. on the rays. Uh, do you have any uh, spring water served in glass to go with my sun toast? Or is it supposed to be ironic? Do you have any? Uh, what, what, do you have any Dasani in a styrofoam cup to go with my sun <laughs> right. toast? Because I need old coke cup. bitches. Moon water. Ooh, is there water on the moon? Yet? Moon water. <laughs> uh, no. I don't think so. Are In you the sure they didn't Very small chance. It from a rock? Uh, well, there's the components of water. I guess you could make it if you brought all the machinery. There might still be water on Mars, which you might be thinking of. Huh. No, uh, we're pretty the sure there's water closer. on Mars. Um, I mean, if 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 the moon is hollow and the Nazis live there, there has to be water. Right. Drinking Hume. something. Nazis are still human. Jet moon schnapps. Sure, sure. My fucking sun toast and my moon schnapps. We're going to build a giant straw, insert it into the moon, <laughs> and we'll all have clean drinking water by 2050. <laughs> Just drink it hey, like a see, that's going to be so expensive. I'm telling you guys, not to... That moon is fat with water or milk. <laughs> moon, moon Rovia. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm telling you, down the here... Skimmest of milk. I've never felt like more of a farmer, which I'm not, and my boss will point that out, but I've never felt like more of a man of the earth since these climate issues have legitimately starting to come to fruition. That Mm -hmm. 2019 report came out. It was buried, but one of the very small aspects of it had to do with the American Southeast and it said there will be periods of heat and drought that will begin to extend more and more and more. And we've had like two weeks down here, early summer, 90 degrees, no rain. And it's that no rain part where I've never felt like more of a like a farmer, like looking at my app, like looking at the grapes, mm. being like, 
this is like dry as a bone. We're trying to like tank tanks of water out there. And I've never focused on the earth so parched that you can put 150 gallons into a row of grapes. And by the time you get to the other end of the row, touch the ground and it's bone dry. I feel like I'm in a Steinbeck novel. I feel like I'm in the grapes of wrath. And then on uh, Friday... Like, for no reason, it wasn't like the, the weather kept shifting and it went away. And then we got rain for, like, 22 minutes. Like, light, but rain. And I, and I was out there working. I was like, I felt sure. like it was the Shawshank Redemption. I was like, oh, my God, this is what it feels <laughs> yeah. like to be so uh, connected with the these relief natural aspects that we need to, to keep going. Right? To climate, to the earth, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, this is crazy. And yeah. Casey, an hour away from you, like 52 fucking tornadoes like drop mm-hmm. down. That's just like, this yeah. is, I, I'm I'm blown away. The fingers of God. I was like, I think Ohio is going to, like, it's like a fucking Mario game. Like, it just fucking, whoop, just pluck Ohio and just fucking throw it. And their it projections the are for either. 2050, right? It's 2019 and this is how crazy it is, right? So there's just no doubt. And Henning, you make a good point, like. The Earth isn't going to die. We are going to die on Earth. There's no doubt no. about that. Mm. Yes. We will fertilize the bones. And of it Earth. is just wild to me that you can't the get that planet is going to be fine. The planet will be fine. But Henning, if you say that, they'll take it's... that out of context and quote you and be like, see, even a liberal hipster said, Henning well, says, the planet will be fine. It's the problem is we've built cities on our current coastlines. And those can't change without a lot of pain. Just pay the money. Money and is a we've construct. built Just pay farming inter- infrastructure as you're finding out around what has been traditionally f- fertile farmland. Sure, yeah. Well, it's also like all of the fucking city, like fucking in Abu Dhabi, like right. they made a fucking island, like they just crushed up other Earth and sprinkled it down. Or like we have a city here, like. If something changes, like not even like a right, it's not drastic. huge shift, it's just like, I don't, you know, like to take the ego out of like shit happens in a hundred years. And guess what? Most of the people you know and have known won't be alive in a hundred years. So your info is off. So it's like, yeah, you're fucking crazy party island. You built like Battery right. Park City. Like they just fucking poured cement and we're like, yeah, it's another part yeah, of Manhattan. Like there's a real there's a natural reason Manhattan is shaped the way right. Manhattan is shaped by the way the water and the tide and the rivers and the ocean like it's a very precarious position so it's like nah, 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 just put I put a fucking build but a building do you think, here I, like, do you think but the so the solution is just to be willing to pay a fuckload of money but then you divide it by everybody in their taxes and carbon tax and then it's like. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't really feel it's like any tax. You're like, oh no, that number's huge, and then everybody takes a bite, and you're fucking fine because there's no other option. I don't understand the 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 They're, hesitance because right. there's zero mm-hmm. other option. Yeah, we're on the coastlines, right. but the only thing we could do is to have to build our move our city and move our stuff. Yeah, well, what else are you going to do? That the well, the, what's, what's the, the alternative? What's the choice? Straw to the moon. You, the alternative was water? to do something about it 20 years ago when it would have been a lot cheaper and Don't easier on us. That's said to, to a, uh, that's said by a man who's made no big mistakes in their life. 
you're looking across at a guy who's nothing oh, but right over toes, here. No feet. Can he, <laughs> you got You make mistakes. You got to roll with them. Twenty years later, you just do because there's right. no choice. So you fucking have to spend the money. Do it. Pass. I can't the, believe they can't get that moving. I mean, I believe that was it, the big thing about the first time climate change came across my. The first time I was worried was back in George George Bush days, two thousand and one. I think it was. I think the IPCC still back then, and they they had their you know a less doomsday prediction. It was and it was only like ninety percent sure at that point, not the ninety seven percent that they are now. But the the big response of the Bush administration to it was quote unquote adaptive measures. Like there is, and that was the plan. There is no plan. We're just going to deal with it when it comes. Because it's too disruptive to deal with it, too disruptive to all my important businesses to deal with it now. But isn't that be punchy, man? I w- and that's the big thing. It's like I will be yeah, dead. Do. I don't give a fuck. Uh, unless you, you think, unless you're going to raise Harvey to no, be so resilient. No, that's what so I'm saying. Like, I mean, like my daughter is going to be Kevin Costner, Sans Costner buns, all a Waterworld. She's going to be a fucking pirate. She's Davos. <laughs> she's Ruvo Seaworth. But I'm just right. saying. If she can just live a <laughs> more normal, more normal life. So the point is now that the adaptive method, it doesn't matter. There's now a threshold. You either are going to avoid it or you're just going to hit that threshold. Yeah. And it's just like, well, now there's no turning back, which we all know isn't true. We've all seen well, Armageddon. There's always another solution. It's just getting more and more crazy, right? And more people are going to die. Yes. It's going to get yeah. more yep. chaotic, which could be interesting. Sands the death. Well, we just talk about the like crazy you know like sort of like and it, i mean it, to like tie back into like sketch shit like we wrote that sketch yeah. lava and the the thing we put peak in oil, was peak right. oil but we put it in at the time because that is what the thing at the time was so scary like cnn things like right. peak oil and like it, it, it and i'm not like saying it's like not taking anything away from climate change and everything that's happening. I'm just saying there's always going to be right. a thing and we can fix it and we'll pivot and we'll do it and like, like do wind and solar and we'll adapt. But they're like, I guess I'm just yearning. I'm yearning for a, a unified. Thing. We'll survive. We'll just lose a lot of people and a lot of money. I will be more destructive to our economy than it would have been otherwise. That's all. We'll be fine in these right. rich and countries. Like, I don't know. Because we have adaptive measures. I'm yearning for a unified. Right. I don't agree with A those unified action to a thing. I think I'm missing that. I think we could use that. Yeah. You had the you had the Great Depression and you had a unified, consorted effort right. to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it brought everybody together, quote unquote. History is, you know, is what it is. But we could oh, like yeah. let's have Leadership a thing. would be nice, wouldn't let's it? Let's have a fucking thing. Let's do and a the thing. thing is saving the planet, and everybody's like, "Uh, but I, I work in yeah. a mine. N- guess what? Now you have a fucking job mining, making sun toast for people that write algorithms. You know, um, yeah. You know now you now you have a job mining, uh, uh, not mining. I don't know. I, I, obviously, I'm not. Well, I am co co author of the Green New Deal. Mine's just more rambly and incoherent has to do with sun to toast um 
just I don't know. Just <laughs> like, like let's just Food put it together because the it's just one thing, and that will define our era. Because right now, we only have one thing that's defining yeah. us. Right? Let's be honest. In the history yeah. books of mm-hmm. this time, right now, there will be one picture, and it'll be you know how ripe the berry, how sweet the juice. That will be the picture of our era, unless we all unify and the picture can be shifted yeah. to, you know, old sepia tone guy, you know, digging, you know, some place for a, a mainframe or something. I don't know why I'm equating technology with it. Technology is probably a huge part of the problem, but. Well, and it co- kind of comes back to what you guys were like, like you're talking about Monrovia and it's this fucking documentary about a fucking boring place. Full Maybe of boring, boring fucking people and there's nothing but space. But Hans, there was <laughs> I was reading this thing on NPR, and it was um, it had to do with how much of the farmland in America is owned by not Americans, and it was like Texas and Ohio are two of the worst. Like they will sell oh, yeah. their land to the highest bidder for China, any correct. amount of money, but then the state of of Iowa has no there is no parcel of land in Iowa that is not owned by someone I don't I don't know if it was American I I don't know if it was Iowan but it is there's so there's no like, public there, land there left is so is that much I'm just saying that uh, in Iowa nothing there is owned by an outside oh, okay. person based on this article it's... I wrote and then there are huge chunks of Texas and huge chunks of Ohio that are owned by consortiums from Europe or China or Asia. And this is like what people are freaking out about is like, this is land that can't get taken back unless we literally just go, yeah, the rules of man don't apply anymore. Like I'm standing on this land and it's it is the mine. Chinese homestead mm-hmm. act. But uh, that's what I was just saying. Like there is so much like land and space to do stuff and like grow food and do things and that was a part of the article was just like they were like this land doesn't grow food anymore it was just bought and part of the cool thing is like part of like up by toledo it's wind farm which is which is cool which like works out you know works out in the black like we all win by that being a wind farm but like it's just bought up and it's just fucking like a sorghum farm for uh, like a food additive like we all lose like that could have been like a community garden and we could all learn to like grow like how much space and time and land would it take for like me and ash and harvey to just grow food for ourselves like be self-sustaining like there's enough space for that if we could Meg and I we've been looking for houses down here and we saw like a house that shifted our whole paradigm as what to what we thought we wanted so we were looking at like very practical we want this and it's like just very monrovian in the sense that we're like and then you know this makes sense in this neighborhood it's close to here and um you know two years we sit on a capital gains you know we can move to some and but then we saw a house on four and a half acres of land out in the middle of nowhere surrounded by gravel pits made out of storage containers the the main house that was way too small and way too weird. We didn't have like the money to refurb it to go in, but we were like, this is what we need. Like, put us away from everyone. Mm-hmm. I, we either want to be 
in the middle of a city where you're basically anonymous anyway, let's be honest. Yeah. Or have literal anonymity. But like, that's it, Casey. Like we, four and a half acres, you don't realize it it sounds like a small number, but it's like, you could be 100% self-sustaining on that. Get an egg Begley Jr. bike. Run the, run the house on an hour's yeah, worth of exercise every morning. Propagate wind. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were an 18th century Yankee and you traveled to the future and you'd be like, look at this yeah. great land. We've, we've, we've manifested all our destiny. What do you grow Wait, here, sir? I collect wind. What? I harvest the wind? For what? <laughs> I don't know. So Just wind? Charge cell phones? Later, <laughs> charge takes, takes nine hours yeah, of work. Oh, didn't Trump actually say something like that? Like, honey, I want to watch the news. Probably get me more wind. Can't, it was cloudy today. Oh, what a dad. Yeah. fucking oh man, yeah, it's such a fucking, but you know, it oh, hit. hit hard, you know it brother. Fucking hit. It's hit so hard. Fucking perfect because everybody's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's dark sometimes. <laughs> it's not windy every day. It was like, interesting. Fuck, dude. There was it's somebody. A battery. Uh, I saw Save a it. clip of somebody and they were like, hey. Oh, it was Bill Maher. So fuck it. But it was basically like he's like uh, he went to a clip. He's like, this is why I'm worried. Uh, um, we all know Mueller. If you're listening to this, Mueller came out and said exactly what was in his fucking report and exactly basically what was in the cliff notes of the report. And a huge portion of the country was like, Oh, what? Because nobody like, they don't watch, they're normal and they don't watch the news to hear these other people interpret things. But when you hear the actual person say it, they're like, Oh shit. One late. And he cut to a lady and she's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Donald Trump was in the Mueller report because normal people are like, (laughs) the fuck? Why do I want to hear about some guy's book report? This is bullshit. I got a top dog pizza to order and a baby shower to get onesies for. So I'll vote for Trump because I didn't know he was in a report that, you know, said he. Come on, guys. Uh, If we could say he did not maybe yes, not do a crime, we would have not maybe yes said so. Let's just. All right. That is silly, silly language. And that's on you, Robert Mueller. It's just, yeah. It's like I a get it. I sketch. get that you want to tiptoe because you're a bureaucrat, but he literally—it's a double negative, right? If we could prove that he didn't yes. not do a crime, we would have said so. Fuck off. He would. He would not maybe be sad just about it conclusive. or happy. People would have been up in arms, me included. But fucking don't yeah. say he. If I did not. No, Henning, you gotta. You got a Monroe See, that's the shit. It's like, are you husking down the Mueller report? Uh, husks? No. Uh, I haven't been paying much attention, to be honest. You're not ready? To Mueller. You're not on the Justin Amash and Peach train? Come on, ride the train, led by Republican. Come on, ride the train, honest <laughs> Republican. Oh, he's the one Republican? One fucking so Republican. Far? who's a libertarian and has horrible, hateful views, says, yeah, but Trump's a piece of shit. And now everybody is, like, hailing this guy. And they're He's like, a hero. They're going to impeach right. now. We got one Republican. Did he take our fucking line? Did he take the the JP line? 
Is he making shirts on our fucking bit? Is he just straight up going like, is he just going, Donald Trump? Basically. (laughs) Yeah. Is he doing our fucking bit? He's also got an American flag with a Blue Lives Matter. He's such a piece of shit. Because he's Republican. But the fucking message travels so well. Like, that's how powerful our message was. Like, you could take this fucking scumbag and it's just like, yeah, hey, give it to the scumbag. And he goes, um, I think Donald <gasps> a piece of shit. And that's then, it, Whoa! though. Yes, that's all it takes is a little bit of just, man. Say it. He's a piece of shit. Everybody is saying it. Someone just say it. Buddha, we finally did. Buddha Judge is saying it, but he's just saying, I served in a war. He avoided a war. All right. That's true fact. But just say he's a piece Come of shit. Come on. We are past that fucking point. George Bush called fucking John Kerry a fucking draft dodger. And the motherfucker fought in the fucking war. Like, they that fucking is true. Sc- There's no, like there, scuttle it's boat spin. captain it's his ass. And it's like, just say it. Just be like, he is a coward. He is a piece of shit. That is it. You know how fucking far that message would go? I just and also I've been watching a lot of Deadwood, so I'm very in a very Seth Bullock right. place in my life where it's just like cocksucker. I'm at a problem straight on. You just say he's a fucking piece of shit, you cocksucker. God damn you, Hearst. We, I hate the Hursts. I know how Oof. we can Is Indiana a swing state? Because I know a town uh, that uh, needs canvassing. Indiana's with the, Indiana's the Hoosier shirts. state. That shit is red as do you think? All right, I'm uh, I'm recommending Monrovia, Indiana, and I'm asking for your help, listeners. Help send me to Monrovia to canvas for whoever the Democratic <laughs> uh, uh, candidate is, and I'm going to turn that county blue as a goddamn sapphire. Henning, you with me? But you have to wipe that <laughs> cynical you. smirk off your face and actually, or eat those pizza bites. <laughs> Pizza log. Just checking up on the swing state status. Ah, mm. uh, it is. It's a swing. Pledge Ooh. allegiance. I mean, that's that's Pence's state, man. So he didn't love, do it himself. So any this favors. week, we don't. And I've been oh, there. Real. Uh, so Donald Trump is yet again putting a tariff on basically all the goods we get now from Mexico, and he just fucking did it on the fly. While Mike Pence was sitting with the Mexican ambassador working on a trade deal. And they were literally in the room and he's like, so, you know, I think, what, 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 what? We've upset who? Okay. Oh, I've got to sorry. Go. Yeah. You know what? I think Mike Pence is moon is milk over. too. He is just yeah. a lick of a fucking uh, beige <laughs> wall, man. In a suit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Santos in a suit. Oh, a beige wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is so perfect. I want a Mike Pence uh, baggy suit, piece of toast for a head. Pence Corn dust off a burlap sack. I don't think he's yeah. going to be the vice presidential candidate in 2020. I was just thinking, like, if this happens, he, he's gone. Like, in classic like old school politics it was like thanks, abraham lincoln did but it. no thanks i need to... he went from hamlin to old johnson not my man not to my try abraham. And curry favor with the south i could see 
and this would be crazy, but not, I could see Condoleezza Rice running as his vice president. Ooh. That's a good choice, man. That's got some sizzle. It's sexy. He counteracts half of the Democratic ticket with that one choice. If she gets up. Does he lose his quite obvious, and I guess it is a small statistic, but it is a statistic, especially in these uh, Rust Belt, Indiana, home of the Ku Klux Klan. Does he lose that supremacist base? I don't either. I don't think it's big enough. I don't think he loses them. Because what's the other choice? No, I don't think so either. Edge? Because they go, "Eh, he's just playing in the system. He's just playing the game. What's really interesting is this guy, Andrew Yang, who has some interesting ideas. Um, Asian-American guy from New York is polling extremely well with white supremacists. Because he's um, he's working on a um, what is what is the platform? Uh, well, his thing his thing is universal generation. basic income. Is that the deal? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does that track well with white supremacists? Universal basic income. That's the most European thing in the world. Been screwed over by robots for too long. Oh yeah, that's his other thing. The tech, the tech, the tech world. That's right. How about Jeopardy? I was just trying to get us off politics. Oh, that guy's doing very. Are well. you into the whole using the the whole his gambling gestures when he bets and bids? Have you seen him play? I think it's a bit much. No. He do, he he. What's it's the, like he's at a poker I table. Don't like that over the it's top. Like, what's the oh, deal? What's the like, deal with this guy? He's like, he's moneyballing Jeopardy. Yeah, he's gaming the game. He's so his system, did, from what I've seen, is balls to the wall, and he can do it because he's incredibly intelligent in a factual, quizzical kind of knowledge-based way. Like he, well, he's smart, I guess, but he he knows facts and he knows geography. Okay, and he knows, right. So he's very good at that, but he's also fearless because he's been a professional gambler's whole life so he understands you just play big and you lose big so he's the guy who's at the poker table who's all in who's like i just lost thirty thousand dollars where to you or i we'd be like what am i gonna do and he's like i'm just gonna fucking win thirty thousand tomorrow i'm always in the middle because that's how i play so he plays jeopardy like that but nobody can get close and he's so smart so nobody can keep up with his pace especially because he the point of jeopardy categories believe it or not is they get incrementally harder as to their their win base right so a $200 question sure. in the column is easier than a $1000 question mm-hmm. but he starts at the thousands sure, and works course, his way yeah. back oh he doesn't even play fun he's fun to, to watch, watch because on his uh daily he makes so what? much money so quick his daily double is Just... and he always hits it cuz he's got a weird roulette type eye there he's like yeah i'll be Uh thirty thousand, alec and you're just like what and he hits it so his win total Uh at the end of the day is a fucking hundred and twenty five thousand dollars because he just balls to the wall and he's all and which in the past was like uh, i'll bet a hundred alec i see so the strategy is to get as much money as soon as possible so that when, when you do hit those daily doubles you can bet as big as you can 
he bets big. And when he gets to Final Jeopardy... He only gets Family Guy <laughs> questions. Right? Yes, he's only into situational comedies. Um, <laughs> and Monrovian trivia. Uh, Top Dog Pizza Alec. Um, uh, uh, pizza Law for yeah, 10 And million. by the time he gets to Final Jeopardy, he's so far out of in front of his competitors... He is he guaranteed like to win, but he can still bet like a motherfucker because he'll be seventy grand up. So he can bet sixty-eight grand, and if he loses, fuck it, he goes to play another day, which he hasn't done. And and if he wins, he wins like one hundred and fifty. What I would do if I had the ear of the Jeopardy people, I would say, freeze the show. We have Jeopardy uh, Classic. Yeah. We spin off, this guy's still rolling, and we do fucking scumbag Jeopardy. Like, this guy's go like, like casino style, like big steaks, oh. whiskey, cigarettes. Like, this guy, like, if you can beat this guy, you win everything he's ever had in his life. Okay. I and then we get to like keep regular Jeopardy that. where we play for, like, Penny Annie steaks, and it's like, um, I'd like American history for $50, Alec. But then this guy's got his fucking sexy fucking hot dog and fucking give me uh, crack cocaine for $10 million. I, okay. it's, and it's yes. just like fucking like fireworks and motorcycles. <laughs> Everything's high stakes. Everything's high stakes. This guy's family's on the line. That's it. Jeopardy real. That's how it gets real. Real Jeopardy. Stressed <laughs> Jeopardy out. real. Shaking. <laughs> He's got to wipe his fucking brow. Miss a question, lose a toe. Yeah, like fucking like, and it's got, the set has to look like it stinks. Like it has to look like an old casino. Like it's just like, fuck, this place has been here for a hundred years. It's full of tears and sorrow. And this guy's fucking, he's going to put up $20,000 on a Star Wars question. And there's a jury full of loan sharks waiting to like bail you out for another episode. <laughs> That's good. Just in Baz tracksuits straight out of uh, uh, Bay Ridge. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and then one guy just doesn't show so up to the appearance and you know why. How how much you've won is how little you owe someone else. Yes, debt, jeopardy uh, debt. I'm only into Fat Tony for twenty grand, <laughs> and this week's winner is Hansi. That is funny. I love the Vegas Run-In, like a game show called Debt, where you have to borrow a shitload of money just to get on, and then you're just, just digging <laughs> your ass out. <laughs> you just to get on like you were fine like i'm successful in real life like i'm doing okay ah oh, fuck i went on debt i owe this guy 50 grand i uh 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 I'll, i'd like to refinance alec <laughs> <laughs> oh he's already dipping into the college account Ooh, too early for that you sweating just fuck <sighs> I, don't, I hope my wife's not watching. This is bringing back. I don't want to be that guy that talks about uh, therapy, but my, I, I, because I, you just you purge and then you go. So I don't really think of it. But this is bringing me back to this, and oddly enough, to like three episodes ago, fifteen minutes of my therapy session this week was about Pat Sajak, and <laughs> and like how can he do it his whole life? It was exactly. I just. <laughs> 
I just went to therapy Show. to do exactly what we did on the podcast. To do what we I did believe, and we, a month ago. And we were to rehearse about a pitch. Vanna White. And she was like, how do you know she's not happy? I was like, I don't. But, you know, think about it. Like, I was like, oh, my God. That is fucking crazy. Oh, man. And you just I get there. It. I love it. It literally went from, like, being nervous about money because my parents were fighting to, well, Pat Sajak's got money. <laughs> But is he happy? It's like, oh shit! Oh shit! I love the idea of the podcast being a rehearsal for therapy, so you can work on bits. Oh, that is fucking like, crazy! I'm really cracking up the therapist right now. These are these stories are on fucking point. That... I can't wait to pitch my therapist on Scumbag Jeopardy. That's a Monrovian revelation, right there. <laughs> Jesus. Well, how about, uh, I have a couple points here. We kind of, I want to get it to, because um, Casey, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones left you in the middle of an HJ or shooting all, or giving it a great spray. I made that, that's not written down. Ooh. <laughs> Stunted HJ or a, a glorious Hot spray. H spray? <laughs> Uh, I didn't. <laughs> now I can't not think of it in those terms. Um, how many knuckles I on that? I didn't HJ? hate. How many Megan scale? Oh, that knuckles. Two fuck eight knuckles dropped halfway between two thumbs, the drops. Eight knuckles. <laughs> Give it an okay. Oh, yeah. He's giving you an okay for those of you listening. Think about it. Mrs. Just three fingers tap me on the balls. Um, I didn't hate the end. Okay. I don't necessarily care for how we got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, um, like Ashley and I talked about it. Like, I didn't mind how quickly the show, two seasons, like last season, like s- stepped up the pace. It was like, oh fuck. Jon Snow's gonna go meet Daenerys. Damn, it'll be two episodes. Oh shit! Thirty seconds later, they're right. there. Like I didn't mind, but I felt like it didn't work this season. Like they they needed another episode or two at least. Right, I agree. That's like true. I got too mired into the minutia of the show outside because I guess Benioff and Weiss like they're. They announced they're doing their own Star Wars trilogy. Like, so they're getting a fucking shit ton of money from fucking Disney. And they were like, uh, HBO didn't give us enough money to do all these episodes. And then HBO was like, no, you could have fucking made as many episodes as you want. What are you fucking talking <laughs> right, about? Right, right. Wait, they actually said this? They, uh, so That's, That was their... Yeah, God. no. Okay, they well, said all, they all the hate then restricted. Is, is justified. <laughs> No, and that's my thing. It was like they're, but Kit was having. They were very breaking. faithful, very faithful adapters. Like they were yeah. great. There's a reason there's an adapted screenplay thing at the Oscars because right. that is a, a talent, and that takes. And so I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying, like, they didn't add anything to the Game of Thrones wheel. Agreed. They did when they adapted it, but when it they came down to wheel. fucking like, fucking no, I know that's what they did. They did great with the like, adapting the story as it was. They even cut out things that needed to be cut out. They did a great job at that until they ran out of material and had to start making it up. 
and they didn't do i felt like they either were a too scared or there was a dictum from somewhere like don't answer questions all right because they had questions they did in episode one like with the fucking bodies and the designs and like they could have answered questions and they chose to either not to or were told not to sure and they just were like oh who gives a fuck it's like the fucking uh, I don't know, white walkers i don't I, there, it's not like i felt like there was a lot of like deferred sort of a, like well i mean it's not my story like white walkers i don't know like george r, r. martin said like just uh, uh, i don't know they come from up here and like and he said they were going to die like this time so we did it in the, in the best way we could do it like that was my thing they didn't commit they didn't make a fucking decision they did because of the show they finished it but i love the what i've noticed over the last week of you and i talking about it henning and then finally getting your input here casey is like leading up the last season of Game of Thrones, everything was fucking Game of Thrones. All my news feeds were full of Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah. I was absorbing Game of Thrones. It was Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Sure. What I love is that up until that last episode aired, and then pretty much the last week, and we were part of it too, and the conversations, the impermanence of pop culture, right? Because now it's fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Casey, gone. Your, our discussion right here, might be the only podcast now that has might be the last talk one still talking right everybody's yeah. like fuck it like, I, don't, I don't know but did you guys see monrovia uh, like the, <laughs> game of thrones is done like it is only. like it, it i've i've never uh, breaking bad i guess was the same way but this is more uh present mm-hmm. i've just never felt the air go out of a balloon so quickly than the game of thrones just hatred like it nobody liked it yeah ju- and then and then just <sighs> tariffs you guys know what a tariff is I, and that was the thing like ashley and i both liked the last episode like i like i thought it was like okay this is what we're doing like i'm okay like here we Henning, go mm. the end. don't spit on your own floor <laughs> But also, what makes me very mad is that this past Friday, the Deadwood movie came out on HBO, and for HBO to have fought with those dudes about Game of Thrones, and like, we'd have given him more money to fucking finish the show, but they didn't want any more episodes. It was like, you killed probably one of the top five TV shows, in my opinion, right. way too Many people's early. opinion, yeah. Because you were like, um, we don't want to spend the money. So then now, ten years fucking later, they come out with the fucking movie. I don't know if you guys have watched it, or if you're game of, or if you're Deadwood fans, it's it's awesome. It's cool. It's unfortunate that it took ten years to finish this story, but is it really good though? I feel like they do so a good job. You're thinking ten finishing. years from now, uh, the real final season. Uh Oh, of Game of Thrones? I don't know. I'm just mad. Like, you fucking, you scumbag Deadwood. My question to you, Casey, is a lot of times, I I cut you, Henning. Go ahead. Uh, No, I'm I'm excited about Deadwood, too. I'd love to. I'm keeping my subscription for now. I've been loving Barry. Yeah. Oh, Barry's fucking uh, great. Deadwood, I'm going to check out. Yes. I'm a little surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I just feel like it's an outlier that the Deadwood movie was good because a lot of times 
when they leave such a gasp or such a gap, yeah, gap, they bring something back. Yeah, and they just try and reward like their fans who are like you know like I don't I I'm, the only mm-hmm. example I can think of is Dumb and Dumber Two. I really love Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and then it came back. How about and that the, was the fucking six hours Star of Star Wars, yeah. Wars that they fucking <laughs> trot out for people? Well, you, that's an example too. But I'm Dumb and Dumbering it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was. It, was, it just Which goes to is show inexcusable. I can I can fight for the new Star Wars movies a little, but Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> er, er. It could have been good. It should have it been should good. have been good, but too much time had passed, and I don't know the bloom was off the rose, if you will. So it's good to hear that Deadwood is actually was actually successful. I, in my opinion, I think it does a service. It's weird. I will say you get that initial like, oh fuck, they're just gonna they're just like picking the story up where these characters have clearly aged. But once you kind of settle into it, you're like, oh, okay, fuck you. Like this is okay. They're they're doing they're doing a serve like they're doing justice to the Deadwood fan, in my opinion. Just like I'm gonna do service to Monrovia, and Indiana, fucking major in dad. Mm-hmm. Sequel. Check is back ageless. in on him. See how the <laughs> sequel. See how the homestead is doing. See if they've added sausage to that pizza roll. See if they got their fire hydrants yet. Fuck, that movie's good. <laughs> I forgot about that detail. Uh. That they they have fake fire hydrants. There's no two ways around it. Mm. But I don't know what that means. But they had a whole conversation about it. Pin it. Did I hear Major Dad? Is Major Dad in Deadwood? Oh, Gerald yeah. McCraney. First. Gerald McCraney. Sick. Is William Randolph Hearst's father? How did you pull that name awesome. so fast? I don't know. Why do I know that too? I don't know. I don't know. Isaac Hempstead, right? We got to put him against the the Jeopardy queen, or I don't know what. I know Henning should be. He should be on Scumbag Debt Jeopardy for us. Henning put Aaron's house up on Hawk, and <laughs> I know. I'm putting Harvey's future and Ruby's future on your back, Henning. It's Scumbag Jeopardy. If I put Ruby's future in the hand, like they, she'd have to pay. There's, there's, she's, she's not sitting on any future. I mean, in tangible reality. Not with peak oil coming up. No. Not with peak oil. The earth she's, is dying. But what she is going to have Dad's is going a nowhere. sharp eye for good banal documentary making. You guys are going to get the best documentary about a shelf you've ever seen. Uh. Shelf the movie. There's stuff on it? I don't know. Is it a new shelf? I don't know. What is that, maple? No, no, no. Is that your stuff? Is that my stuff? I don't know. Whose stuff is it? A shelf can hold a lot of weight. Who has that many books? Can it? What books are they? (laughs) Don't read them. Just have them. That's, yes, that is Monrovia, Indiana. It's a shelf full of books, but you're never going to open one. You're like, why would you have read these books? Don't read the books. Read the spine. Monrovia is the spine of America. It's the backbone. But it's literally the spine of a book that just says, you know, which volume and what year it was made. Which isn't on a spine. It's got a title. It's just the title of America. It's a shelf stuff. with, it, except all the books are Bibles. 
and everywhere you open one up, it's still boring. Oh yeah, they're like the self-published churchy books. You, like you just know, Jack like, Chick tracks. These are too, but too churchy for me. Henning, couple Clive Custlers up there. You Henning, you sit pretty with your homeless ghosts over there because only a true <laughs> Midwesterner can see the faces of those people in church and say, "Yeah, this I've seen situation that says Bible." But that face says, I've never opened a Bible in my own accord in my fucking life. Yeah. Unless it's a joke Bible with something inside of it, like a a snifter or a cigar. Is there such a thing? Bill Murray Che Guevara shirts. Uh, yes. Uh, shelf the documentary. We're, we're coming up with a lot of good stuff. Uh, Sun Toast. Scumbag Jeopardy. Scumbag Jeopardy. Sun Toast. Sun Toast. Prank Bibles. Open it. <laughs> Farting Bible. <laughs> There's just a, a comedically long straw. So you can just drink out of it. Put your Pepsi in there. Put your Mountain Dew. No, I'm reading. Like those uh, lighters that shock Clearly, you? He's never opened a book in his life. Yes. Open the Bible and it shocks you. And that can also be used for gay conversion therapy. <laughs> or that would be a that would be a, a a man hustler. I don't know what's a man boy. What is it? Uh, play play girl. Play no right. Yeah, gay guys like play girl, not man. Not man, man boy. Man girl. <laughs> Got the you open the latest issue of Man Boy, you get a shock. Open the every time I get open a shock. the Bible, you get a HJ spray all the way. <laughs> that yeah that is funny that's a sketch by the way bible but like not even like like a sketch would be like a pastor gay conversion you open the bible and he gives you a hand job to make you be less gay but it's really the pastors giving (laughs) fucking kids hand jobs i didn't he didn't have to be a kid i'm just you know guys guy kids (laughs) adult babies as they are these days they don't want to grow up sure Yeah, baby, I know that lull. I know that Monrovian <laughs> lull right there. Fuck yes. Casey, audience. Like bridge the gap. That right no. there. Highlight it. Rewind it. Listen to it. Live. That's Monrovia live in it. by Fred Wilson. Mm-hmm. Live in that long. Monrovia. I'm going to write a review for Monrovia. Monrovia. Long pause. The long pause. That should be the fucking parenthetical underneath it. Tagline. <laughs> yeah, no. Monrovia. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. Um, somebody say something because this is a long episode. Somebody say something as though it's natural for me to cut in between them and make it a two-parter, and then somebody laugh hard. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta end with a hard laugh. I love the dictated laughter, and then like, well, now I gotta think of something funny hmm. to say to justify I think the we got laughter it. right but how do, but how do i end the second part you old moon toasts you was it moon toast? any... gag bibles and moon toast jet jerk bibles and moon toast does anybody remember like a cool punchline what? from dumb and dumber too no one said the title line of this episode yet <laughs> <laughs> oh, i think it was like hj's and jizz factories or whatever the fuck
Do you want an H- do you did you get dropped in the middle of an HJ or did it give you a nice hot sweet spray? <laughs> sweet spray. Or a nice arcing spray. And don't sweet spray. don't act like in your head you the word spray car animatedly, cartoonishly, yeah. you see a fire hose spray hitting the back wall. No? Anybody else? No. What do you guys see? This, a stream? I'm, just, I'm thinking of that fake, the old flabby fake fire hydrants in Monrovia. <laughs> oh, you wait. I want, Casey, that's joy work, man. We need another episode on Monrovia. Oh, totally. <laughs> Henning, you gotta rewatch, because I'm rewatching. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> I'm playing it backwards. Like Dark Side of the Moon. I want to see Sick that guy pre-knee surgery. If if only I could watch it at half speed. It would be ideal. <laughs> if, if only it could be slower. Case, that's a perfect example. I mean, Casey, I'll leave it on this and tell me if it's not enticing. Guys at a truck stop, cool coffee, watering hole talking about how he's got another six months to recover from that surgery. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's great. Perfect. But I know exactly what you're saying. Like, we're at least we're not stepping over ghosts. I think. <laughs> yeah, at least we're, we're not. Small a... town, we're small town dudes with big city dreams, man. No ghosts, no skeletons. Just Nor the ghosts. Honey, don't give that ghost a vegan pop tart. He's not real. Yeah. He'll he just have want more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, I'm actually very hungry. If you give a homeless ghost a vegan pop tart, he's gonna ask for a glass of almond milk. <laughs> what, is, what is this vegan? <clears throat> oh, is this hemp milk? No, thank you. Oat milk all the way. Coastal elites. Pregnant pause. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Houses and rooms full of perfumes. The shelves are crowded with perfumes. I breathe the fragrance myself and know it and like it. The distillation would intoxicate me also, but I shall not let it. The atmosphere is not a perfume. It has no taste of the distillation. It is odorless. It is for my mouth forever. I am in love with it. I will go to the bank by the wood and become undisguised and naked. I am mad for it to be in contact with me. Have you reckoned a thousand acres much? Have you reckoned the earth much? Have you practiced? So long to learn to read? Have you felt so proud to get at the meaning of poems? Stop this day and night with me, and you shall possess the origin of all poems. You shall possess the good of the earth and sun, and there are millions 
the sons left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters of books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. No. Chapter 2. Pizzeria parlors and auctions are full of perfumes. The gun racks are crowded with powdery perfumes. I breathe the fragrance of husk and chaff, and know it and like it. Exactly, Henning. The, co the elite coastalism would intoxicate me also, but Hen will not let it. Monrovia is not as milk. It has no taste of cream. It is tasteless. The sermon is in Henning's brain forever, and he is in loathe with it. I will go to the Masons and become all toes and no feet. I am mad for it, mad for dumb and dumber too. The wind of my own farm propagates impeachments, corn silk, husk talk, cross assembly and hydrants. My boredom and his adoredom, the breaking of my mind, the pregnant pauses, the dryness behind my lips, the sniff of sun toast in a suit, and the prank Bible's bellowing a toot in the face of graves, the silent sounds of the blank belches of my meh, loosed to bikes of Bagley's wind, a few black swans, a few hot bunts, loosing nails upon their toes, the play of Griffey on the game gear of the supple 97s, the marlins unbeatable on the screens, or along communists putting greens of Murray, the feeling of porches, the daylight possum, the screaming, let me eat this avocado skin, you son of a bitch. Have you reckoned the homeless much? Reckoned their ghostly vicissitude much? Have you practiced patience for PBS? Have you felt so proud to get at the meaning of Monrovia? Stop. Tin and list with us, and you shall possess the origin of all Podrovia. You shall possess the good of mid and the west. There, millions of sads left. You shall not look through our mouths either, nor make ever sense of us. You shall listen to all and agree that nothing happened in this podcast. <laughs>